And I think it's important for me as a father, as a grandfather, as a pastor, to warn you, to warn you, to warn myself. Because I want to make sure that I speak the truth to my grandkids. When I tell them the story, I want them to understand the story. That God is a God of love, that God always judges what? Sin. Always. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. Today, Raul will zero in on the sobering account of costly compromises made by a man named Lot. You'll see how a passive attitude towards sin, coupled with a willingness to look the other way when evil came into his city, led to devastating loss in Lot's life. Keep listening for a challenge to stand firm in righteousness. Let's listen as Raul Reese begins. Well, today is a very hard day for me to teach because I'm going to be speaking in a subject that can really offend a lot of people, especially if you have family members in your own home that you're living with, and that's homosexuality and lesbianism and any other type of sin. This character study this morning that we're going to be dealing is a lot. Let's go to chapter 19 of the book of Genesis. The title of the message is Run From Sin. Lot wasn't running. He was really sitting in a city of sin. He should have left a long time ago. First of all, he should have never moved into it. He had no business doing that. God saw him every day shopping, going wherever he went to visit friends. Sitting at the gates where only judges would sit at the gates to make decisions for the people that were brought to the gates. So he was involved in business. And here you have the story biblically in the book of Genesis. It starts out in Genesis 13. You don't have to go there, stay in 19. In Genesis 13, we see the first step. Where Abraham has come and says, okay, Lot, you're my nephew, and you got all these sheep. I have all these sheep. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a priority in choosing where you want to go and live. So he looks this way, beautiful, beautiful area. He looks this way. He sees his lights. Party city. Hey, I'll go this way. It says in verse 10 of 13, And Lot lifted up his eyes and saw all the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt as you go toward Soar, a little city by the Dead Sea. His first sin before he backslid is he lifted up his eyes. He liked what he saw. The Bible says because we have eyes, when you look at something, don't take a second look because you'll fall into sin. Lot here looking up and seeing this beautiful city. And not knowing yet that in that city, in Sodom and then the other city, Gomorrah, there were homosexual communities living there. Huge communities. 
And then in verse 12 of 13, he says, And Abraham dwelt in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelt in the cities of the plain. And secondly, he pitched up his tent. He looked, goes over, pitches up his tent. The reason he pitches up his tent close enough to Sodom is because he could go in and out of the city. And he doesn't realize that he's falling into sin. Lot dwelled in the cities of the plain, pitched up his tent even as far as Sodom. But the men of Sodom were exceedingly wicked and sinful against the Lord. You're not supposed to live around people like that. But he did. He lived around people like that. And now chapter 19, we start. And here now, the third step. He says, Lot settles in the world. And now the two angels came to Sodom in the evening. And Lot was sitting in the gate of Sodom. Notice that. Sitting. First of all, he lifted up his eyes. Secondly, he pitched up his tent. Now he what? He's sitting at the gates of Sodom. Sitting. Making himself comfortable. Nothing bothers him. He's used to sin. You ever see a person that backslides and you're talking to them and they're so settled in sin that it really doesn't bring them to conviction. They go, well, you know, pray for me and I'll, I'll try to do this. But no, the Holy Spirit convicts you. You need to run. You need to run. Because if you keep putting God off, he may put you off for good. That's the way it works. He's a God of grace, a God of love, but he will not put up with sin. He will not. A little leaven leavens a whole lump. He goes on and he says again, And when Lot saw them, he got up to meet them, and he bowed himself to the ground. That was the custom of the land. You bow down to the ground because of respect. He sees his two angels coming, and so he says, Man, I wonder why they're here. He knew they came to destroy the city of Sodom and Gomorrah. So what do you do? So he says to them, Hey, why don't you do guys do this? Why don't you come to my house and stay overnight and I'll cook some dinner for you and you can stay and tomorrow you can go on your way. It's like he was going to go away from Sodom and Gomorrah, they were gonna leave and not bring in judgment. Verse 2, and he said, hear now, my lords, please turn in your servant's house and spend the night, and I'll wash your feet, which was a custom of the land, and I'll wash your feet, then you may rise early and go your way. And they said, no, but we will spend the night in the open square. We came here to destroy the city. No games, straight out. We're going to destroy the city. And so he talked them into staying in the house. Next morning, verse 3. Again, but he insisted strongly. So they turned into him and entered his house. And then he made them a feast and baked unleavened bread. And they ate. So he made them at home. And they're eating dinner. And the next day will come, verse 4. And before they lay down. Listen. The men of the city, the men of Sodom, both old and young, all the people from everywhere surrounded the house of Lot. 
You know why they're surrounded? They heard there's two nice-looking young men in his house. Homosexuality is a huge lust to the point of murder. Jealousy. Two men. And the world, same thing with women. And I think it's important for me as a father, as a grandfather, as a pastor, to warn you. To warn you. To warn myself. Because I want to make sure that I speak the truth to my grandkids. When I tell them a story, I want them to understand the story. That God is a God of love. That God always judges what? Sin. Always. And here we have the two angels in the house. And what's going on that night? Already they're surrounding the house. Aggressively. He says, verse 5. And they called to Lot and they said to him, Where are the men who came to you tonight? How do they know that? The word got out. Everyone surrounding the house. And they called Lot and said to him, Where are the men who came into you tonight? Bring them out so that we can know them carnally, sexually. And it says that Lot, verse 6, And Lot went out to them. I mean, why would he go out unless he knew them, right? He knows them. So he goes out as a peacemaker. You know, I'll go out. I'll talk to them. I'll let them know these are my friends. They won't come in. They'll go home peacefully. So Lot went out to them through the doorway, shut the door behind him, and said, Please, my brethren, do not do so wickedly. He knows them. My brethren, please don't do what you want to do. Well, Lord, how come you live in that city? Well, you know that it's wrong. You know that it's against God's word. And you know what he does? He offers his family, his two daughters, you can have them and you can do whatever you want with them. That's disgraceful. I don't know about that. I don't think God is pleased with that. He says, and... Please, my brethren, do not do so wickedly. See, now I have two daughters who have never known a man. They're virgins. Please let me bring them out to you, and you may do whatever you wish. Lad, what are you doing? Is your mind perverted too? I mean, this is incredible what he says here. You can have my daughters. You can do whatever you want to do. Only do nothing to these men, since this is the reason they have come under the roof. Notice, under the shadow of my roof. Lot, willing to sacrifice his daughters to perversion. This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. Don't forget, we're here to guide you in God's Word and help you deepen your relationship with Him. Call us at 800-634-9165 or visit somebodylovesyou.com for resources. You can also email Roll directly with your Bible questions at pastorroll at somebodylovesyou.com. Here's Roll Reese once again with the final part of our study. Verse 9, and they said, stand back, get out of the way. 
Then they said, this one. Now he's lived there. Now they come against him. This one is to stay here and he keeps acting as a judge. Now we will deal worse with you than with those men. We're going to rape you until you die. Lot. Never did anything to him. But now we're going to get you. We're going to do you in. And now we will do worse with you than with these men. So they pressed hard against the men and Lot and came near to break down the door. But the men, the angels inside, reached out. They opened the door. They grabbed them by the neck and they blinded this homosexual community and pulled them in and shut the door. Now they're blind. They can't see. You know what they do? You would think they would leave. Verse 10. And the men reached out their hand and pulled Lot into the house with them and shut the door. And they struck the men who are at the doorway of the house with blindness, both small and great, so that they became weary trying to find the door. The last of the flesh. That happens today. And I think for each one of us individually, we have to look at our own lives. And we have to pray and ask God to help us. Because things are getting out of control. When you allow homosexuals in government and allow perversion, wherever you go, anywhere you go, something is wrong. Something is definitely wrong. And here we see that these men, blind, they're trying to get to these men, to get into the house and rape them. Verse 12. And then the man said to Lot, have you anyone else here? So now they said, listen, we got to get down to business. Anybody lives here? He goes on, son-in-law, your sons, your daughters, whoever you have in the city, Take them out of this place. You better hurry up because we're going to destroy this place. And it says, for we will destroy this place because of the outcry against them. Sin was so rampant, so dirty, so filthy. He says, we got to leave now. Against them that grows gray before the face of the Lord. And the Lord has sent us to destroy it. God is fed up. This is it. Verse 14. And so Lot went out and spoke to his son-in-law, who had married his daughters, and said, Get up and get out of this place, for the Lord will destroy this city. Now listen carefully. No matter whatever your sin may be, if you don't live the life of Christ, nobody is going to believe you when it's time to really move. When it's time to run, they're not going to believe you. Listen. But to his son-in-law, he seemed to be joking. Come on, Lot. I don't really believe you. What happened to them? They died in Sodom and Gomorrah. When the judgment came, the whirliness, verse 15, and then when the morning came, The angels urged Lot to hurry up and get out. Arise and take your wife and your two daughters who are here. Lest you be consumed in the punishment of the city. He's not running. 
To the point the angels have to grab his wife, his daughters, and him and drag them out of the city. Because the judgment is coming, the procrastinators. He goes, verse 16. And when he lingered, the men took a hold of his hand, his wife's head, in the hands of his two daughters, and the Lord being merciful, God's grace to him, they brought him out and set him outside of the city. Outside of the city. What is it going to take for us to believe that the Lord is coming? And he will punish Christians. If we don't do what God says and we don't continue to do what he says and we're making people stumble, you're going to get spanked one of these days. Big time. Read it. Chapter 12 of Hebrews. And so he goes on. Verse 18. And then Lot said to them, Please not my lords. Notice he doesn't want to leave. He doesn't want to go. Indeed, now your servants have found favor in your sight, and you have increased your mercy, which you have shown me by saving my life. But I cannot escape to the mountains. Isn't that incredible? No, I can't do it. I go here, but I don't want to leave this area. That area is going to be consumed. Lest some evil overtake me and I die. Well, Lot, if you don't move, you're going to die. See, now this city is near enough, flee to it. It is a little, it's called Soar, little in the Hebrew. The little one, please let me escape there. It is not a little one, and my soul shall live. And he said to him, the angel said to Lot, See, I have favor your concerning this thing also, in that I will not overthrow the city. For which you have spoken. The grace of God. Still dealing with them. Hurry up and escape. For I cannot do anything until you arrive there. Therefore the name of that city was called Soar, little one. And then the sun had risen upon the earth when Lot entered Soar. And the Lord rained brimstone and fire on Sodom and Gomorrah from the Lord out of heavens. This is it. The judgment of God has come. And so he overthrew those cities, all the plains, all the inhabitants of the cities, and what grew on the ground. Everything became nothing. If you go to Israel today, you can see what happened. Nothing is there. And then here it comes, verse 26. But Lot's wife looked back behind him. Why is she looking back? She wants to go back. To the life of the flesh. No protection. It's important that we learn the lessons. And she looked back and turned into a pillar of salt. The whole area is salty. The whole area. She turned into a pillar of salt. And Abraham went early in the morning. To hear the intercessor. To the place where he had stood before the Lord. Chapter 18. And then he looked toward Sodom and Gomorrah and toward all the land of the plain. And he saw and behold the smoke of the land, which went up like a smoke of a furnace. They could see it. Now Lot and his daughters thought that the end of the world came. 
and nobody else was left but them. Verse 29. And it came to pass when God destroyed the cities of the plain that God remembered Abraham and sent Lot out of the midst of overthrow that he overthrew the cities in which Lot had dwelt. And then Lot went up to Sor and dwelt in the mountains, and his two daughters were with him, for he was afraid to dwell in Sor, and he and his two daughters dwelt in a cave. So they're in a cave. And here it comes. Verse 31. The daughters deceived by the world. Now the first one said to the younger one, Our father is old, and there is no man on the earth to come into us sexually, as it is custom of all the earth. We can't have children. And I want to have children. So why don't we get our dead drunk, and I'll go in first, and next day you'll go in, and we'll get him drunk, and then we'll get pregnant. Verse 32. Come, let us make our father drink wine, and we will lie with him, that we may preserve our lineage of our father. That's a no-no. Father having sex with daughters, that's a no-no. So they made their father drink wine that night, and the first one went in and lay with her father, so that he did not know it when he laid down, when she got up. And it happened the next day that the first one said to the younger, Indeed, I lay with my father last night. Now it's your turn. Let us make him drink wine again tonight. And you go in and lie with him, that we may preserve the lineage of our father. Then they made their father drink wine. That night also the younger got up and lay with him, and he did not know it. And when he laid down, he says, and then she got up. Thus both the daughters of Lot were both with children from their father. Now look who's born, okay? You don't get away with sin. The first one bore his son and called his name Moab. He is the father of the Moabites even to the present day. But you know, you see the grace of God because you see here the Moabites were a thorn in the flesh to Israel all the time. But when you study the book of Ruth, the book of Ruth, who is Ruth? Ruth is a Moabitess. And Ruth is the grandmother of David, which shows what? The grace of God. The grace of God that God forgives sinners. And Ruth was a tremendous woman of God. At certain times and with certain temptations, it can be easy for all of us to adopt that same passive compromising approach to sin. But we have to be careful to walk in God's grace and presence every day. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. To review today's lesson, call us at 800-634-9165 and ask for Raul's message titled, Lot, Run from Sin. We'll send you a complete copy for a donation of $5 or more. Today, as you consider the potential dangers of spiritual apathy, we'd also like to tell you about Raul's entire 20-part series titled, Men of the Bible. Available on either CD or a flash drive, This study illuminates the lessons and blessings of life lived closely in step with God. With insights from the examples of Abraham, Enoch, Peter, and others, you'll see how God can fill you with eternal purpose when you surrender to His will. 
To order all's 20-part Men of the Bible series, visit somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165. We'll send your CD set for a gift of $26 or a thumb drive for $21. That's 800-634-9165. Or you can write us at Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. We invite you to enjoy our many free resources. Download our app to gain instant access to live stream teaching, digital Bible studies, and much more. You can also join Rawl on his YouTube channel every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific for practical, life-shaping straight talk. Also, look for us on iTunes and Spotify for podcasts of all of these programs. This is a listener-supported ministry. Your tax-deductible gifts help us keep the wisdom of God's Word on the air. Thanks for your partnership. Tune in again next time for more from this Men of the Bible series. You'll see how Joseph's unwavering trust in the face of great personal suffering was a key part of God's plan to the nation of Israel. Here's Raul once again with a closing comment. So I think that God knows exactly what he's doing. And then second one, verse 38, and the younger one also bore a son, called his name Beami. He is a father of the people of the Ammonites to this very day. They were very vicious against Israel, but they came through a lot. I wonder what God is going to do at this present time as God speaks to us. That whatever sin you're in today, please repent. Please. The Lord is coming soon. We want to be a church that believes in holiness, that believes in repentance, that believes in the grace of God and the mercies of God. We believe in all that. And we hate sin. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.